Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Real Live Talk. I'm super pumped and excited that you're here to check out this episode. And for this episode, I sat down again with my wife, Denise Lamastra. The goal here was to have a conversation about values. And uh, we did eventually get around to that, but we also talked about worship and some other things at the beginning. And uh, anyway, I just think that you're going to really enjoy this episode and get a lot out of it. If this episode blesses you in any way, adds any value to your life, if you would consider subscribing, uh, maybe sharing it with someone that you think could benefit from listening to it as well, or even leave a review, all of those things would help to uh, just make sure this channel continues to grow and that we get in front of more and more people. Again, thank you so much for being here and taking the time to listen to this episode. Now let's go ahead and jump into it. Hey, everybody. This is Real Life Talk. I'm Duke Lamastra. Welcome to the show. I'm the host. And um, yeah, this show is really just uh, generally really laid back conversations with leaders in the body of Christ. And uh, a little bit of a change of plans today. My lovely wife, Denise, Pastor Denise Lamastra, is here with me <laughs> today. She's back um, to the show. So uh, yeah, I think you're in first place right now with the number of times you've been on the show. So, I'm the preferred guest. So Josh Whippy might be upset about oh, that. Oh, we'll, well, uh, we'll have to do one with the three of us. That would be fun. Yeah, so we're that, working that on it. That we'll, way. He won't feel left out. <laughs> we're working on putting that together. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, um, let's do it. But yeah, so a little bit of a change of plans. Uh, I had um, a couple that I was supposed to interview yes. this morning, and uh, just at the last minute, some things came up. We had to reschedule. So Denise just kind of swooped in the last minute and... I swooped in and uh, and you filled, and filled like the spot. No, I meant to. I, just, I meant I to make you <laughs> like a predator. I, like, I, I meant like to make you sound waiting. like a superhero. I just couldn't think of like she sprung into action and no. So instead of superhero, you. When you on. say superhero, the first the song that comes to my mind is Wonder Woman because she's my favorite yeah. superhero. You are my Wonder Woman. <laughs> so I'm like in my mind. Don't have to be there, Wonder Woman, but you are my Wonder Woman. Oh. It's okay. So, yeah, so uh, I'm here with Pastor Denise. <laughs> like, Why do you keep you calling Pastor me Denise? Pastor Denise? Like, I'm just your wife. <laughs> I, and, I mean, that I do Denise. hold the title Pastor, but I'm... I'm yeah, like, so call me Denise. I'll nice call you to Denise. Meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It's, it's a pleasure, it's <laughs> a pleasure to have you <laughs> on the program today. 13 um, years, but nice to meet you today. Again. 13 years, huh? 13. 13 years. My dad would say 13 minutes under the water. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. loves to say that. Yeah, it's the Mexican <sighs> joke. By the way, we're on Mexican time today. We started yes, what, about, about twelve minutes late or so. So it's okay. But I don't. You get to you get you get forgiven because you have a Mexican uh, guest today. So yeah, you right. were not late. You were on time. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about values. Let me just mention that I. Uh, if you're interested in catching up with any past episodes, you can find them in podcast format at redcircle.com slash shows slash real live talk. You can also find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts. And uh, you can also check them out on my Facebook page at DK Lamastra. You can find all of the, if you're interested in watching them instead of just listening to them, you can catch all of past episodes there. I and, love um, listening to them on Spotify. That's just, I mean, I love watching the videos, but I love listening to it. So. I'm a big fan of Spotify. Yeah. I, I listen to Spotify a lot, so that's that's where I get yeah. my, my podcasts. And yeah. I like to, you know, like, I like that I can pause it, and then I, I can, you know, keep on going, and I can rewind it. 
Um, so I, I mean, just to say this, I, I've enjoyed the last few interviews you've done. I've really enjoyed the interview you had with uh, Pastor Brandon. There's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff there that was, you know, it was really good. Um, I enjoy uh, Pastor Lester's interview as well. He's a really cool dude. And yeah. of course, I love last week's interview with Joel. Oh, remind me his last name. Joe Mustin. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I I was laughing. <laughs> I was listening to, to it at while well, I was I was like buying some stuff, and I was laughing. And I'm pretty sure people thought I was crazy. But anyway, I don't care. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode was a lot of fun for me because I'm yeah. such a huge fan right. of of him and his band. And uh, yeah, that was. That was a treat for me to to be able to do that. So yep. Um, so hopefully this episode will be funny as well as the other ones were. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna kind of suffer Anna. through this. Oh, and, uh, gee. <laughs> no, gee. but but thank you, Denise. Thanks for being here. Thanks for no, thanks, thanks for, for inviting thanks me. Thanks for doing this, bringing into action at the last <laughs> minute. Really appreciate it. Um, I didn't really give you a choice. I was just like, <laughs> well, I was like, hey, by the way, you got to do the podcast with me. You are blessed because that, yeah, um, you happen to be off of work today, uh, yeah, and exactly. it just it worked out. So, <laughs> so it yeah, worked out. And so anyway, because uh, I've already had you on, we've already done in, in sort of a little bit more of an interview form. We talked about your book and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I asked you what you wanted to, if Which you had anything in mind you want to talk Spanish. about today. I don't know if that's important to mention it or not. I'm working to get it done in Spanish. I've I've got a lot of, um, I got great reviews of those that, that read it in English. It's still available on Amazon. Um, but also, I just have this really heavy burden to make sure that it's translated into Spanish. Yeah, First, because yeah, yeah. it's my na native tongue. And then also because I have a lot of friends and uh, people that we've known in Mexico that I know will be blessed by it. It's been just taking me a little bit, a little bit longer than I expected it. It's, it it's, takes time. Yeah, well, that and then just the fact that because I am the author, like, and once I start writing in Spanish, like, I kind of have to catch myself to make sure that I don't just, like, start writing the whole yeah. in Spanish. Yeah. It has to match up a little bit to what it is in English, but I definitely um, am taking, you know, a little bit of creative liberties yeah, to, sure. to add to it just, just how, because I know the culture and stuff. <laughs> it's going to be like... 300 pages no it's not gonna done. be like that <laughs> no 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 definitely not like that but just just gonna have a little bit yeah you're and, you're, you're tweaking some yeah. of the, the the wording not necessarily mm -hmm. just the direct translation because yes, you want to make exactly. sure that the point and the heart of it comes across yeah. in the in both languages right? exactly yeah. so yeah well just a reminder the book is called the intimacy of worship it's just an awesome sort of uh shot in the arm for anybody who's interested in growing in their uh, personal intimate personal relationship of intimacy with the Lord growing in terms of developing a personal lifestyle of worship in the book Pastor Denise does talk about um I keep calling Pastor Denise Denise talks <laughs> about uh some corporate worship and, and and the importance of that as well but the real focus of the book is on that personal uh, walk with the Lord that personal uh lifestyle of worship developing worship as a lifestyle not just as something that we do but the fact that we are worshipers, that it's right. who we are. And so the lifestyle that flows out of that, that actually you can go through life, living your life in a lifestyle of worship and walking with the Lord through everything that you do. Like not just the spiritual stuff, but uh, everything, every, or I should say the stuff that we consider to be spiritual, because I think that 
you know, we're, we're spirit beings are created in the image of God. Yeah, um, we're always, we can always live in connection to him. We're always connected, but we're not always aware of our connection with it. Or, you know, we're not always living yeah. super conscious of the fact that he's right there and that we're with him and he's with us and, and how close he is. But we really can learn to live that way. And then I just think that everything in our lives, everything that we do, it becomes spiritual at that point, right? Like it's not because yeah. God's not disconnected from the things that we do. He's not just interested in the, the, when we go to church and when we read our Bible, he's interested in the way we play with our kids and the way we interact with other mm -hmm. people. And, and even the things that we do for ourselves and to rest and stuff like that, yeah. we can do all of that from a place of worship and connection with God. So, yeah, I think it's so important that we change our perspective from, um, I think for so many years and unfortunately it's, it's been something that as the, as the, the church in general, we maybe have misrepresented a little bit unintentionally the fact that, um, you know, like, oh, we only need to hear the voice of God for spiritual things, or we only need to do worship when it comes to spiritual things. But mm -hmm. the reality is that everything in our lives is spiritual in one way or another. Yeah. Because we are spiritual beings, because God has made us, we have the DNA of the Holy Spirit. So everything we do, it's, it has, a, a, I think the word is, a ramification that it you mm -hmm. know involves the spiritual so it's important that we we use the word of god practically that we um the worship becomes such a practical and a you know real um way of living you know and it, it, it in a in one area and i know we've talked about this i don't want to get into it too much <laughs> we're talking about something else today but we'll uh, but it's not just the songs. I mean, that's just the, the entryway, you know, that's mm -hmm. just one part or one aspect of it. But, but worship has to do with, with our, our connection, our constant communion with the father. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, just solemn worship and, and, you know, get the Holy Spirit jerk. Like, you know what I mean? Like those are experiences that we have in terms of worship, but worship is, so much more than just that yeah. and when we kind of like box it in or just put it in oh it has to be this way and if it's not done this way then it's not worship we miss out on yeah, so much sure. you know and i think that we forget sometimes that god is sovereign and that god's imagination has no comparison to our imagination yeah. Yeah. God's creativity has no comparison to ours. Yeah. So he's not stuck or he doesn't have writer's, writer's block. <laughs> you know, like he's so creative and he's so um, just there's so much to him that we can lean on. And that, that having a relationship with him is not a struggle. It's not something difficult. It's not hard. We're not under his thumb, right. but there's this yeah. freedom to be yourself. There's this yeah. ability to be satisfied in everything that you do. Even it doesn't matter how simple the task is, you know, like it's just, it's just, is because you lead, you're li uh, living and breathing. You're in a constant flow of relationship. Yeah. You know, you're growing as you mature in him, as you learn more things and it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and even that freedom, like that you're talking about, that place of freedom. I think one of my favorite quotes of all time is that old uh, John Piper quote that says, 
God is most glorified in us when yes. we are most satisfied in yes. him. That I when we that. just live life in that place of satisfaction with the Lord, where it's not this thing of me trying to do good to measure up, but living life from the understanding that I do measure up. And it's yes. not because of anything that I've done. It's because of what Jesus did for me on the cross, right? Yes. And so as God's sons and daughters, we we don't have a, like a, something that we're trying to, like we're trying to get God's favor. We're trying to get yeah. God's approval. But when we yeah. learn to live, in the reality that we already occupy that place and that position. And it's not based on our works, but based on what Jesus did for us in our place. And that mm. we've already been accepted yes. in the beloved. We're, we're already acceptable to God, that he already loves us perfectly. And he could not love us any more than he already does. You know, so as many, and I just think that some, so often we spin our wheels trying to, trying to do things in order to, be pleasing to God or to try to prove ourselves, whether it's to other people or even to ourselves. Yeah. And it just gets like tiring and it gets frustrating because whenever we try to live that way, we ultimately never measure up to it. Yeah. And I, I want to mention this. I think it's so important. I, I was uh, reading a book recently and it's talking about how um, this concept of, you know, grinding and like always being so productive, like we co we connected or we related to being happy and being satisfied, but how actually sometimes that uh, mindset and that concept, it actually is tasked, is uh, tax, taxing, is that the mm -hmm. word? Yeah, I'm sorry if I just blur, blur out a Spanish word hey, here just, and I forget we it. We can do the Spanish <laughs> thing if you want, but you were fine there. Like, um, yeah, it could be very taxing on your emotions. It could be very taxing on your body. And you are trying to reach this uh, place of happiness and satisfaction. But when you when you study uh, the word of God, when you have this relationship with God, you find that in the kingdom of God, that is not what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Like he he yeah. wants you to actually be at rest, be at ease and, and have this uh, freedom to be who he has called you to be without you striving, without you, listen, anything that you are doing to accomplish anything, if you're trying to accomplish a dream, a project or anything, and if you're doing it on your own strength, and if you're getting frustrated, then you're actually frustrated the grace of God. Boom. That is crazy to me. When I, when, when yeah. I, I, I got that revelation, I realized like, oh my God, like, because he has called you, he has qualified you, he has equipped you, like he has already given you everything. So all I have to do is actually just listen and obey. Yeah. I just have to follow. I have to, you know, be in constant communication with him and just listen. Okay, we're going this way. Okay. Well, I tried it that way, but you know, I kind of messed it up. And then, you know, his grace is there to avail us to 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 tell us, oh, you know, don't worry about it. We'll fix it. I'll fix yeah. it. I got it. I I can handle it. But we put so much weight on ourselves that in this intent or desire to be satisfied, we ultimately live a life of regret or we live a life of resentment. And, and all those things do not compare to what he has for us, you know, so yeah. it's 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 so important. And, and I think sometimes as believers, we overwork ourselves. For sure. We make it really complicated For when sure. it's not. And it, it, anything that God has called us to do, he wants us to do it from a place of 
of communion with him and in the and in a great way to have communion with him is those moments of worship you know sometimes it's just resting uh and him just saying hey lord i'm here speak i just want to spend time with you you know being still and there are other times where it's you know like you're in your car driving somewhere and you're grooving at you know a specific um I don't know, like worship song and, and your, you know, your revelation just comes to you. Um, sometimes you're washing the dishes, you know, it happens to me a lot. <laughs> I'm like washing the dishes and I just got a little encounter with God. Like you can encounter God anywhere. It All you have to do is just being sensitive. And I think sometimes it's the hardest thing. You know, yeah. we're so bombarded and we're so busy and our lives can go so fast that, that, um, the ability or just so much noise that we we have sometimes to slow down and say like oh hold on what i got to tune in like for sure what what's going on for sure yeah i think that that living aware we're not we're not even in the discussion that's okay we shouldn't have even put a title on it because the way we just we're gonna get to the values we're gonna get to it stream of consciousness here but yeah just living living in a, in awareness of of his presence is so key and like you yeah. said you could be anywhere you could be washing the dishes you could be in the shower um shower happens to me a lot Showers. um <laughs> you could be anything you know just watching tv like oh god's yeah. not going to speak to me because i'm because i'm not doing something spiritual Yeah, sometimes i'm watching like, tv no. and i'm just like feel yeah, like anything. i need to slow down like i'm just there's times when I'm, I'm doing music. something, I'm busy, I'm <laughs> in the middle of else. something, and God will just all of a sudden he'll just I'll just sense this like real gentle sort of prompting. I call it a nudge, like a little Holy Spirit nudge. I'm like I'm okay. not punching you, darling. <laughs> I would never punch you <laughs> in real life. I mean, a nudge. in my thoughts okay, sometimes. Let's, let's no, but but You're yeah. Just, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, just like that, that nudge of the Holy Spirit where all of a sudden you might be involved in something, doing something, because typically we're not doing nothing. My right. kids are always telling me, like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm like, I am so jealous of your boredom. Like, I wish I could be bored. Like, I don't remember <laughs> when the last time I was just bored. I think it's really good to have moments of like just like literally doing nothing, like where you're just able to, to, to chill out. To, yeah. But let me, because I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to, yeah. So the, the idea of just being still before the Lord, even when you're busy, even when you're involved in things and doing other things, because he will so often just interrupt you. Yeah. And not to, not because he wants to like ruin what you're doing. Like what I've found <laughs> is that when I'm doing something, God interrupts me. Yeah. It'll just be usually like pro- probably every time that I, in my experience is that, I'll just have this gentle little nudge, like, like, hey, come talk to me. Like, God will speak to you so clearly and so plainly and so simply sometimes that you could just dismiss it. And you're like, ah, that's just me. That's just my mind. That's just me thinking. And so you just keep going with what you're doing and you dismiss it. But like, what if in that moment you just said, you know what? I think God is calling me right now. So like, just dismiss yourself, get up just, or, or even just reposition your thinking. Be like, what's up, Lord? You know, you, it might be the kind of thing where there's a lot of noise and you do have to leave the room or something like that, but maybe not. Maybe it's just turn the volume down on the TV or right. turn the music off in the car or depending on where you are, right? And just kind of, I don't like this phrase, but, but I think that it gives the, the depiction that I'm looking depiction, for is like yeah. tune in, you know? Right. Just like tune in in that moment to, okay, God, what's up? What are you saying? I've had so many just really just simple but profound encounters with God 
in those moments where he's yeah. just like, hey, come talk to me for a minute. And you could, again, you could just very easily dismiss it and keep doing what you're doing, but then you're going to miss out on that moment where God wants to, maybe he wants to remind you of something. Maybe he wants to reposition you. Maybe yeah. he just wants you to tell you that he loves you. Maybe he wants to show you something or give you new revelation or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I think the more we can just learn to live in awareness and dependence mm -hmm. on God. Yeah. And because I think that we have this tendency to become so independent. And I think we also have this tendency, yes. like you were talking about a minute ago, to really <laughs> wrap up, yeah, <laughs> to really wrap up our understanding of our identity in the stuff that we do. Yes. And in the busyness of life and in how much can I accomplish today and all these different things. And God is, and, and of course, the things that you're doing are important and they they're are. valuable they are. but god is wanting to bring us to a place where we can live our lives before him in rest because yeah. he's able to accomplish so much more through us i think when we're dependent on him as opposed to just trying our hardest to do everything that we can do like he's able to yeah. really bring the expression expression of his goodness out through us uh the more that we can just yeah live in that place of satisfaction with him because in that place you become so much more receptive to his voice yeah. and he can speak something and you act on it quickly and, and accomplish something that you couldn't accomplish for the past five years. Exactly. Because in that moment, God's breathing on it. And when you stand on, on Rhema, when you stand on a word from God, it's got to work, right? Like it's, yeah, it's, it's it, because God's highlighting it. There. He's, yeah, he's exactly. doing it. He's doing it then. And so, um, yeah, just learning to live in that. In that yeah, and I love what, how you say that and, and just even thinking about it as you're talking about it. When when you kind of like take off the pressure of yourself and you let him handle it and you give him the the preeminence, the first place. Preeminence. Pre thank you. I welcome. just always get that word wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> la preeminencia. Exactly. When it's, you give him la preeminencia, then he can be number one. Then he he's got it. Like he doesn't need my help. And there's this uh, there's this exchange that takes place that it actually I become more like I'm like struggling how to say it because I don't want to give the wrong impression. But I feel like when you do that, you kind of get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you actually can focus and can actually uh, take care of things in a easier way. And it just seems like stuff is like smooth, smooth, smoother. Like yeah. It's yeah. Because you're not striving. You're not like, oh, like I got to grind. Like if I, if I'm not working hard, then I'm not being productive. And I mean, that's just a lie from the enemy. For like, sure. you know, I've been there, done that. And I remember that like, like if I look at my life compared to when that was my understanding to where I am today, like I actually have even more satisfaction serving the Lord. I, I live my life from a much a more more content mm -hmm. in things because I've I've come to recognize like, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm when I'm with him face to face, if I don't have a close relationship with him. I'm going to be like, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I want to be in front of him and I want him to look at me and, and, and have this closeness and be like, oh yeah, this is my friend. Like, 
And I know that the grace of God is so sufficient and is so much bigger than we expect mm -hmm. that he he's not going to nitpick everything I did or didn't do. He's actually going to value my relationship. That's going to have weight or like a heavier weight into anything that, oh, did I do this? Did I not do that? Did I? And I think sometimes we can fall so easily in trying to make things happen for ourselves. Right. And that's a trap. That's a lie from the pit of hell, you know, <laughs> because you don't, you, you, you don't like, you know, so we make excuses or we'll say like, oh, well, I just don't have the right connection. So I just don't, right, I don't know yeah. the right people. I'm yeah. not in the right job. Yeah. I don't have the money I need. But if that's like, that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to look sure. at everything you lack, everything you don't have and why this is impossible. And to that, I say, heck. I serve an impossible God. <laughs> so if it has the word impossible, it's a, yeah. he can handle it. Yeah. He can step in, yeah. have your way. Let's do That's it. good. That's good. I was just thinking this morning, I was having a conversation <laughs> with God because there's been this, there's, there's been this thing that the, that uh, just seems like the enemy just keeps bringing up into my mind. And it's, and it's a point of, it can become a point of worry for me. And yeah. it had, and it had been a, a point of worry. And I was, I was having this conversation with God today. And um, I was like, you know what, God, even if this were to happen, like even if this were to happen and it were the worst, like the in the worst way, right? Like there's always, you know, a lot of people like to focus on the worst case scenario right. and stuff like that. But <laughs> I was I wasn't trying to do that. But I was like, you know, even if this were to happen and it was worst case scenario, it would just it would still just be another amazing opportunity right. to see the goodness of God shine through and to see God come through for me because like. One thing, I mean, all kinds of things have gone haywire in, in our lives, right? Right. And we're still here. I mean, exactly. God has always been faithful. He's always mm -hmm. come through. He's always just done what only he can do. And, yeah. you know, I, I think it's so silly. Like, we act so silly sometimes that we've seen God move in our lives in the past. And then we get into trouble again or we get into conflict again or, or we're walking through something difficult. And it's like we forget, you know, we, we forget about what impossible. he's what he's done. Exactly. Yeah. Like he thrives yeah. in the impossible. Yeah. He, you like he can do, like if there's anybody yeah. who could make something impossible possible, like he's right there. Yeah. And why not try it? Like I just, you know, like I, I, I think about this a lot. It's like, well, why? Why does it have to be possible? Mm -hmm. Why does it have to be possible for me? I'm not living my life for me. I'm living my life for him. So why does it have to be possible for me to make it on my own, to do it? I, I'm not interested in being somebody. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm interested in, in fulfilling his call and fulfilling and living for him. Like, it's not, do you know what I mean? Like, and, yeah, I and if, I, if I try to be somebody and make it for myself, then I am self-centered. I'm not Christ-centered. Yeah. And for him to have the, again, la preeminencia, what is it? Preeminence. The pre preeminence of my life. He has to be number one. Like he's the captain. He's the leading, not me. And mm. when we get the, under this uh, independent spirit, we don't realize that it's, it's, it's rooted in, in, in lack of trust and lack of, um, what do you call it? Like you have a hard time following authority 
you have yeah. a hard time following somebody. That's why you have to be independent. And and, and to be independent, <clears throat> it, the enemy loves to use that to isolate you. Yeah. To keep you away. Like and and we make this mistake that sometimes we think that the connections that we have that that everybody has to agree with everything. That you know like oh we all you got you're my people so then we all think the same, we breathe the same. We, and I don't know about you, but I think that, that that is actually not a good place to grow. Mm. I need to be able to be surrounded by people that, that might disagree with me, that might challenge uh, what, what I'm doing, you know, that might have a little insight that is not mine. Yeah. Because that protects me from blind spots. That protects me from self-sufficiency. Well, if I could say, like, I think that's one of the the challenges of like the well, okay, so like this past year when a lot of people were locked down and most of their interaction with with other humans was on social media, and so it's easy to like post something and then you get all those comments that are like, uh -huh. oh yeah, I agree with you, I agree, with, like like yeah, this, and, and it's really easy to do that. And but there's something it about makes you feel good. There's something sure. about like being in community <laughs> with people. That's so important. And yeah. one of the things I think is so important that we often overlook is being around people like you're talking about that don't necessarily agree with everything that you agree with and, and being able to kind of be in that place of irritation. You know, like when you think about pearls are formed mm -hmm. in it with irritation, right. like that, that's how, that's how they're yeah. formed. That's how they're developed. You know, you think about, you know, we can look at all kinds of stuff in nature, right? Like, like diamonds and like the pressure and all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it's like when you're in that place where people maybe like like brothers and sisters, I'm talking about in the body of Christ, that maybe like they rub you the wrong way. Right. Like hang out with those people, like spend time with those people. Don't just always look for the the people that agree with everything that you say right. and everything that you do, because then what happens is it becomes really easy to honor like people it. and to treat people well Ooh, when, they, when they think the way that you think yes. and they, because then i don't even have to really <laughs> like you i just like me the stuff from me that i see in you yes exactly you know? so what i i'm honoring and what i'm caring is this values about, can you make like yeah, a segue that is into about values? values just like yeah, segue definitely. that and we'll just yeah. pretend like the whole thing was about values the whole time <laughs> no that. yeah that's so good because also i mean that goes with values if I'm only hanging out with people that whose values are exactly the same that I that the the things that I value, that is good and beneficial for me. But I also need to be able to be around people that and and deal and have interactions with people that whose values maybe are not the same than mine. Mm -hmm. Because you know, you could be sometimes so like lay back with our values. You know, now what is a value? Your value system is is that belief that which you will not compromise. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is value. Because if you if you say, oh, this is like, for example, like, I don't know, let's let's put an example of something that will not compromise. Um, let's see. I will not compromise on. Um, I'm trying to think, how can I define it? Taking a shower. Every, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're going very simple and I'm like over here trying to, go, to be like very to spiritual. No, yeah, let's use yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like. I have a value that like you should you should I shower. Should, I should day. not smell bad. Yeah, you yeah. should shower every day. Now there might be people who say, well, maybe you know, maybe you can shower like every other day. Or people That's that right. say, oh well, if you're gonna shower, just don't wash your hair every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So they're like compromise or certain certain things. 
But if I'm a stickler for my value to the point that I shut everybody out just because they disagree with me in that sense, mm. I'm robbing myself the ability to interact with others and also the ability to be of influence to others. Right. Because there are people who have values just because, oh, that's how I grew up. That was a value that was in my home. But, but maybe, you know, like your life now is different and maybe that mm -hmm. value wasn't, you know, as important or it's not, it's not applicable. I sound like you, <laughs> you know, to today, you know, or you find like, I don't know, for example, I, I, I grew up in my, in my home. It, it was like, you shouldn't listen to secular music and you shouldn't dance to secular music because that made you ungodly. You know, that made you like, oh, you're not worshiping God. You're not right. following God. So it was taboo, like, you know, mm -hmm. and it was hard, like for me as a teenager, because I was like, well, I just, I love music and I like all different, like genres. Is that how you say it? Genres, yeah. <laughs> genres of music. And like, you know, and I feel like worship music was sometimes could become boring. Like there's no, there was no, how do I dare say that? Dare you. Oh my God. No, but at that time it was like, it was just like one style and that was it, you know? And then uh, I remember I started listening to like hardcore bands, like Christian bands. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, you know, like I was so happy because then I was, I had now a now lit on an opportunity yeah. to listen to other things. But then I realized, like, you know what? Like, how does that segregate me from other groups of people? Like, we sometimes believe that, oh, because we're believers, we should only just <laughs> hang out with Christians because our value right. systems are the same and because we do the same things. And then, but then, right. but then where is our influence? Then where is our ability to be light in the darkness? Just because you are hanging out with people whose values are not the same does not mean that you have compromised in your values. Right. You know, you yeah. can still hang out with them. You can still be around people that, that, that maybe don't believe the same thing, but that they can look at your life. And then as you're living your life uh, committed to those values, committed to your beliefs, to your belief system and everything, then they realize, like, I am lacking this in my life. Yeah, I want that. You know, then then the truth will come to them. They will be uh, touched by the truth that is in your life and realize, oh, I've been like, I've been believing this light, this lie, not light, lie. And then their lives will be changed. Mm -hmm. But if we're only just hanging out with people who who's always like, yeah, high five. And <laughs> you and I are homies. He, like that's just it gets old. It gets boring at, at some point as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we just look at Jesus. Jesus was was a friend of sinners, right? And but of course, when we look at Jesus, Jesus never compromised his values. Right. Like he he was he was totally fine and comfortable with being close to people um that were considered sinners, that were right. considered to be on like the low rungs of society and stuff like that, people that were considered to be unclean and mm -hmm. people that were considered to be dangerous to spend time right. with. And oh, if you hang out with those people, like if you hang out with those people, yeah. then you know you're you're gonna be looked at like this. The religious community is not gonna accept right. you anymore. I think so often we live our lives, we do things 
and we make assumptions mm-hmm. like let me just share the story so when i was i was 14 i had dreadlocks what yeah because i was a skateboarder chick or a skater Sk- skater you know so i would I, I used to and i wasn't like i didn't do like like skater like skateboard i actually did like rollerblades but all the kids in you know that i would hang out with were like skaters and i had dreadlocks for a while and i remember i was part of the worship team right so i remember when i show up with my dreadlocks i got a, a couple funky sure. funky looks for sure yeah. you know and then all of a sudden like people were like oh, they're gonna let her do worship like <clears throat> she shouldn't be up there looking like that right? yeah you know what i mean yeah. like um and I know some people like even like gave my my parents like their distinct eye like how do you let right. your daughter do that right. like you know what I mean because there was an assumption that just because I'm a believer right. I shouldn't, shouldn't do this like or that. I shouldn't, shouldn't look yeah. in a certain way and and I even remember I was like at the bus station one time after a Sunday and uh, my friends were you know I was talking with my friends and stuff and there was other people and then this. Uh, this guy just like it just blurted out and he said oh so now that you have dreadlocks like now you're gonna do drugs too <laughs> and i was like dude like i was offended because yeah. i was like why would you assume that just because i made the choice to have dreadlocks because i want it you know you would just assume that i will make certain choices yeah. or even like stereotype me to the kind of people that you think the look and act and behave like that's just not christ-like yeah we can't assume you know i'm not gonna say but you know if you assume you make up you and the other person right Mm -hmm. and and that's wrong we shouldn't make assumptions like i can see somebody who looks a little bit different than me and and assume that they have right. a belief system or that they their values are not the same as mine but how about we just come in a relationship with those people how about we just actually get to know each other get to find out like what are the things you know like that, that you do in life you know maybe you are in contact with that person for a reason yeah you know god puts you in circles for a reason yeah but if we just like try to keep our bubble clean and like oh i just don't want to i don't want to get contaminated or you know yeah for sure hey we should influence other people we yeah. should be able to give out what we have but if we keep it all together it's like we become fat in spirit mm-hmm. and we're not really giving it out what was that saying my friend used to say it's like um fat fat flesh skinny skinny spirit or something like that you know to the illusion that sometimes we have we are anorexic believers because because our values and our belief system are not in the right place but then also you can have the other way Mm -hmm. where you have like really strong christians but they're very intolerant of others and last time i checked we were commanded to reach we were commanded to share the gospel we were commanded to go and heal the sick And how can we do those things that we have been commanded if we're trying to keep to our own values or just mm-hmm. to our, like our values are important, but our values are for us to maintain yeah, and for others to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that today 
in particular, well, actually, I probably shouldn't say it because it goes all the way back to the time of Jesus, too. It was the same exact thing, actually. So it's nothing new yeah. that people are so often they're, they're afraid to be identified with other kinds of people mm -hmm. because of the stigma that they feel like is going to be attached to them. So, yeah, like, again, like with, you know, with looking at Jesus, like where he was and the people he would spend his time with and then being ostracized for that. And I think so often it's like we're, we're, we're afraid to talk to somebody who who had a, you know, an incident where they, you know, they, they fell or they messed up or, you know, right. someone who's got different political views than we do or, you know, whatever. And it's it's so so often just drawing lines of separation and yeah. creating division, even within the very body of Christ. Yeah. And we're just not strong that way we we the, sh the more unified we are the stronger we are you know and so i think that we will um push other people away or we'll stay away from from people because of the fact that we don't want you know whatever that they might be associated with to then like we don't want to become associated with that and so in other words what we'll do and this is just one example but what we'll do is we'll fight so hard to defend our reputation mm -hmm. instead of putting Jesus first because wow. Jesus is always focused. God is always focused on people. He's yeah. always focused on the needs of people. And so if I'm, if like my most important thing is looking out for myself and trying to maintain a certain kind of status position right. or reputation or whatever, then what I ultimately end up doing is I only seek to serve people where I think it's going to benefit me in some way. And that's just not the right way to do it. That's like, not like servanthood. That's, that's not servanthood at all. No, it's self-service. Yeah, <laughs> that it, is it manipulation. Is. It's serving myself. I love somebody. And, and, and the crazy thing is, and we see this in the Pharisees, you know, you can put on this front right. like you're doing great things and you're serving people and you're serving God but really you're only doing it in a way where it serves you. Yeah. You know? And so that's a value issue that becomes, yeah. that becomes an issue of values. Mm -hmm. And we talk, it's so important to, to understand, well, first of all, to have values, to have a value system, and then to know what your values are. Because like you were talking about before, Denise, like we could, uh, I, I think that we're so often just trying to tell people what they should or shouldn't do. Yeah. Instead of helping them build and define and understand and have a love and appreciation for a system of values that would actually help them to navigate through what they should or shouldn't do. Does that make sense the way that I'm yeah. saying that? Yeah. So it's like um, I could tell you, uh, well, you don't do this because you're a Christian. Like, right. OK, maybe it could start off that way in some circumstances. But if, if you're just telling me I don't do this because I'm a Christian now what I'm doing is I'm thinking that, oh, as a Christian, that just means I'm a Christian. That means I can't do things. That means I can't do these kinds yeah. of things. And that's not what it's about, right? It's, it's, it's never about that. It's about him. And so when I develop, when, when I, if, if instead I focus on the value system that helps me to live my life in a certain way to make good decisions and to stay away from certain things, mm -hmm. not because, oh, not just because I can't do that because I'm a Christian, but because I choose not to do that because I know it's not God's plan for me. Exactly. I know it's not the best thing for me. And I know that God has something better. And so I can begin to develop a value system that will help me to make good decisions so that it's not just this like do's and don'ts and rules and regulations. Yeah. It's no, 
basically my ultimate value is that I've said yes to Jesus. It's kind of like, you know, choose you this day whom you will serve. Like, yeah. like, so it starts there, right? So right. I've given my life to the Lord. So I say, I say, I say yes to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the more I understand what that means and develop a value system of values around that, the less I have to like worry about all the things that I shouldn't do yeah. because it's going to become automatic. Like I don't have to wake up every morning and be like, okay, um, I'm going to not cheat on my wife today. I'm going to not do that. I'm, I'm going to not, you, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to wake up every day and do that Thank consciously stuff, yeah. because like I've got something better because underneath that <laughs> there's yeah, a value is. system of commitment. faithfulness yeah. and commitment and love. And it doesn't even start with you. It starts with him. Exactly. You're, you're like, right. You know, you're, you're right. It's yeah. important. That, that part's yeah. important too. Like my commitment is to you, yeah. but my ultimate commitment is, is him. to him yeah, exactly. and so all of that like works to form our um system of values that we have that really govern our behavior and right, our decision our making and yeah. stuff like that yeah um you know uh i think it's in revelation where it says you know and you would know them by the word of their testimony mm -hmm. i think we don't realize that that word right there like testimony it's not it's not talking about you testifying that the Lord did something in you, but it's actually like the way you're living your life. That is your testimony. Your testimony is like how your, your, your mindset has changed from believing one thing to believe another. Mm -hmm. Those are testimony. That's how they'll know the word of your testimony. They'll know by the way that you live, by the way that the choices that you make, but we can't just, uh, I think for so many years, you know, people have looked at Christianity or believers more as just like a group of people that follow a bunch of regulations. Yeah. But if absolutely. I just tell somebody, if somebody comes to Jesus and somebody comes to, you know, a newfound faith in Jesus, and then all of a sudden I give him like, here, let me give you the book. These are all the do's and don'ts. Yeah. That's going to draw that person's heart away from, mm -hmm. from it. Yeah, it's going to be Because work. it's going to be like, huh, yeah. you're telling me that I have to do all this and be perfect? But when I actually encourage you to realize, hey, develop your, your, your life relationship with him. It's about him. Get to know him. Get to know who he is. My convictions and my values are going to change because of yeah. what he is. Like, I don't stop doing things just because I was told that I shouldn't. But I stopped doing those things because I realized that I don't want to mess up my relationship with him. And yeah. my relationship with him is so much more valuable than being right. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? My relationship with him is so much more valuable than being independent. I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Like, my relationship with him is so much more, in the, more important than being popular. Yeah. Like, I don't care that. I want him. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm aiming for. I'm aiming to be in constant relationship with him and everything else. Just as the scripture, when you seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you, even the things where your character is lacking. Yeah. You seek him. I'm not seeking to be perfect. I'm not seeking to please people. Been there, done that. It does not work. Mm -hmm. So our values and our convictions evolve and, and change. I don't like to use that word because then people think weird things about it. <laughs> but like you know what I mean? That there and that that is the process of maturity. I I'm, I'm I can't expect a new believer to have developed 
a belief system from someone who has been in the gospel for a lot more years because right. what because they yet they are yet to receive revelation they are yet to receive understanding certain things are yet to become yeah. rhema for them there are certain things that are yet to be, be become part of who they are you know like yeah. i remember like growing up and i remember like like my friends will invite me to like you know my school friends will invite me to parties and stuff and you know i will go every once in a while and and then they'll be drinking and they'll be doing stuff and then they'll be like oh here join in you know and i'll be like no no thanks like <clears throat> like i don't i don't want to do that you right. know and at first like my first thought because i was still young in the gospel because i was still learning and i was still coming to an understanding and knowledge of him was oh i can't because i'm a christian you know if my parents find out like they're first of all they're going to be mad at me and then second of all like i'm a christian like right. i'm going to let my my people at church down yeah. like you know mm -hmm. but and that doesn't really answer people either because then they'll be like okay you're a christian like what does that mean like you tell that to somebody who does not is not a church person like well let me tell what, you what it means what, to some what, people what what does that even when mean I, when, I, <laughs> what does that when even i was mean? in high school i got so thrown off one day because uh, i had just switched schools i'd gone to christian schools my whole life and when i got into 10th grade i went to public school for the first time so i had to make all new friends <laughs> and uh, very shock. very very early on <laughs> very early on i started to you know just a couple of people i, I was pretty shy actually and so but there was like a couple people that i started to, to yeah yeah really <laughs> That I started to develop, um, you know, just the, the beginnings of a friendship with. And so, like, I don't remember how it happened. Um, I remember, I, I can picture, it. I remember where I was standing. We were, like, basically getting on the bus at the end of the day. And and uh, somehow it came out, I, I said that I was a Christian or something like that. The first thing, this 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 uh, this this guy who I, I did end up becoming friends with, um, the first thing out of his mouth upon hearing me say that I'm a Christian was, oh, so you hate gay people? And I was like, wait, that's what? a big right there. <laughs> I was like, like oh, wait, hold wait, it. Don't what? Put that on you me. just went there just immediately. Yeah. That was his understanding yeah. of of uh of, of Christians. Yeah. And where did he get that understanding? Well, I think he got that understanding because someone, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of Christians demonstrated right. that. Yeah. Um, or somehow he in his life, he saw yeah. a lot of uh, maybe a lot that of just I don't know. Place, yeah. But apparently that's what he saw modeled to him in terms of uh something that Christian that christians yeah. like value mm -hmm. exactly that is so anti-christ yeah it's not even funny like hate 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 in general. Yeah. <laughs> god does not operate in hate. in hate god doesn't hate anybody and we develop our value system based on the value system of god right based on the value system of heaven like you mentioned before yeah. seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I think that that's where values come from, seeking the kingdom. Yeah. We understand the, the, the values of the kingdom, yeah. and then we seek to model those or, or to, to assimilate those into our own lives or to, or to bring our values into alignment with the values of, right. of the kingdom. So anyway, like that's the understanding of the world sometimes. And whose fault is that? That's our fault. That's not, yeah. that's not God's yeah, fault. Unfortunately, it is ours. Um, that's the way that we have put him on display yeah. and yeah i mean god's not so often i think we're scandalized by things 
because we've been taught to be scandalized yeah. by certain things yeah. that God is just not scandalized by. I mean, God knows every person. He knows the heart of people. He knows where people are. He knows what they're going through, what they've been through, what's happened to them. He knows all of that. And he's so in love with every single person and just wants them to come home. And and when we, if if our values are off like that to where we're treating people that they're less than because they have a sin problem, if, yeah. if we're treating them that they're less than because they have an addiction, they're, they're less than because they haven't come to the knowledge of Christ yet. Like, hello, we were all at that place one time. I mean, it even tells us that in Ephesians chapter two, that all of us were once without hope. Yeah. We were all before Christ. We were all without hope. Yeah. And so that should cause us to have a, a, a compassion for people that are lost, yeah. compassion for people that are struggling, compassion for people that have a sin problem. Like, what? why should I expect a non-believer to act like a believer like why yeah. should i expect a non-believer to believe what the bible like i shouldn't yeah. expect i can't that. i can't hold people to the same standard exactly like, it's it, that's a little ridiculous because we are like to help people grow in the knowledge and in the understanding of jesus but if i if I give you like a proficiency test right at the beginning where you're just in like <laughs> beginner, gonna <laughs> you're not going to make it. Like if I try to give my child like a college, you know, math exam yeah. and he's just like, he's in fifth grade. Like, who am I kidding? I'm already setting them up for failure. Mm -hmm. And we do that a lot of times. Like we set ourselves for failure, even in that that we forget to recognize that we are in a process of maturity and growth. So there, there are things that, you know, maybe you, you were doing in your life that as you get to know Jesus and as you develop your relationship, God, you realize, you know, that's yeah. not good for me. Yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And I don't want to do it because it, it doesn't profit me anything Exactly. because it's not who I am because it's not, I just don't want part in it. I'm not willing to compromise in it, but yet I'm not going to segregate and divide and, and stay away in a distance from those that maybe are doing that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it, that's not why he showed me the truth. He shows us the truth so that our lives can be transformed, but also that we can become beacons to others mm -hmm. that have to yeah. yet find the truth. Yeah. And when you live based on kingdom values, right? When you when you live based on um, when you when you live the way that God has designed you to live, it just becomes the normal thing. Like yeah. for for you know people to begin to recognize that, and to just you know you'll hear people say things like, you know, what, there's something different about you. Yeah. How come you respond this way when you know conflict comes up, or how come you don't do these things that that everyone else does? How come you don't act this way? How come you don't lose your cool like everybody else does? Like they'll start to recognize those things demonstrated in your life. And then, yeah, talking about you were mentioning the testimony, the way the way that you live, you yeah, know, when your like life your reflects the, the nature of God and the goodness of God, people are going to be drawn to that because people are contrary to popular belief. People are always drawn to the authentic. Exactly. People were not, re yeah. you know, people were not repelled by Jesus. Mm -hmm. He was perfect holiness. Yeah. And yet sinners were drawn to him. Yeah. Wealthy people were drawn to him. Leaders in government were drawn to him. Mm -hmm. Even, um, even n not all of them, but some of the spiritual leaders were drawn to him. Right. So 
the the holiness of God doesn't cause sinners to run away, contrary mm-hmm. to pro- popular belief. Yeah, because all people, unless they're they're so blinded by their you know religious insecurity, like we saw with the Pharisees, people are drawn to something that is real and authentic. Yeah. And so when you model that and demonstrate that, people will see Jesus through you. Yeah, and I think sometimes we forget that people know that they are you know their lives are not where they should be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people don't want to be called sinners. They already know oh, yeah. that they, they <laughs> struggle with things. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you struggle with your, like, you're not, you know, you, you have an issue with, like, being angry. Like, I'm pretty sure you're aware that you get angry easily. And if I just come to you and be like, oh, well, you got to deal with your anger. Like, I'm just, like, highlighting the issue instead of actually helping you figured the the way out of it Mm -hmm. you know like um if we look at the life of jesus jesus never like like he recognized the need the immediate need of the person but also they he gave them a way out of that Mm -hmm. he he gave them an option and there's a lot of people that don't know how to change their circumstances because you know they sure. no one has actually taken the time to listen no one has taken the time to be compassionate we just like we just think that oh let me let me share jesus with you and that's going to fix it all no that is not yeah. that is not like it's not a quick fix like that yeah. and then that turns people away from jesus like to me that burns me the most why would I give you an incomplete gospel? Why will I give you the answer, but then actually not show you the person who has the answers? Like, he has done in my life so much that it's, I cannot misrepresent him. Right. Like, how do I dare do that? Yeah. If I love him, then I would actually want be I love him and he has loved me so much. I want people to have that. Yeah. A little bit of what I what I've gotten, a little bit of what yeah. I've received. And the only way to do that is to, you know, like help you come to the knowledge of him, but then also kind of kind of say, hey, listen, don't look at me. Look at him. I can let we can walk life together. Yeah. We can grow. I can yeah. help you out with some of the things, but I don't want you to become like me. Yeah. No way. You got to become like him because he's the perfect. Yeah. He's the one that's got yeah. all the answers. And, you know, when people say like, well, I do want to come to, you know, I want to have a relationship with God, but, but I got to wait to get it all together. Sure. No, no, you don't. Yeah. He's not you wanting can't. you to come perfect. <laughs> Yeah. He wants you to come just as you are. Yeah. And 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 like he'll deal with all that. Don't even worry about that right now. Yeah, that's the whole point. We we could never do anything to get ourselves ready to come to the Lord. We there's nothing that you can do that any of us could do to clean ourselves up to the point that God God could accept us on on the basis of our merits or who we are. That's yeah. the, that's literally the whole point. That's why Jesus died in the first place. Yeah. You know, like I, I think so, so many people struggle with that and they think, well, I would like to give my life to the Lord, like you said, but I just, uh, I got to I got to deal with some of these issues. Right. I, I got, I got to, yeah. yeah, you know, I got to clean up. I got to stop doing this. Like, no, you don't, you, you, you literally don't come to God as you are. And then the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, as you read the word, as, as the, as you, as you hear the word, 
as you're instructed, as you walk with him, like his grace empowers you to bring those changes into your life. And for some people, it's it's so immediate. It's yeah. so quick. And for some people, it takes years. It's not a one you know? size so, yeah. Single. Yeah. And, and, we, and we God's like, he just wants you. He just wants people. Yeah. And like, it makes a difference, you know, when you have a value system of something and someone you find yourself in this situation and someone, you know, says something to you and then you respond like, no, I'm, and then ask you why. It creates an opportunity for you to speak truth in that situation. They might disagree with it. They might give you a look of like, well, whatever. But someone else might listen that has a question about that, you know. And then like we have to not be afraid even of defending uh, in, a, in a compassionate way. Why is it that we believe what we believe? Yeah. Because compa compassionate words have more weight than an argumentative word. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, if sure. I'm arguing with you, then I'm already defending myself. I'm already saying I am right and you are wrong and I don't care what you say. Yeah. And that is not a very effective way to help or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just, we, we shouldn't yeah. respond like that. And the person on the other side of that argument is the most important thing, right? Like, yeah. it's not me being right. It's not them being wrong. It's not me getting my point across. It's like I have to be able to I, I have to be able to disagree and value you at the exact yeah. same time. Like I guess what? I completely disagree with you, but I value you yeah. and I love you. And I you know what I mean like but I can still be in relationship exactly, with you. How many exactly. times people end up like like just completely, you know, like severing relationships and ties. There are times. I'm not saying that this is not necessary. There are times and there are extenuating circumstances where relationships do need to be severed for the well-being of both people or one person. But we we try to kind of like use that rule for everything. Yeah, to say like, oh no, now I'm a Christian, so I can't hang out with this group of people no more. Like, yeah, yeah but then you were so good to hang out with them when you're not when you did not know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, really? That makes no sense either. Yeah. Now look, I. I, I would just, I would say, I mean, this is, this is, it probably doesn't even need to be said. Like, you know, for, for somebody, if, if you, if every time you hang out with this group of people, you're messing up, <laughs> like, like if every time you go around these people, like you end up doing what they did, right. then maybe, maybe yeah. you want to step away from that mm -hmm. for a season until yeah. you, you're strong enough yeah, exactly. You're like if, enough if it's going to, gonna, if it's too much temptation for you, like yeah. don't, don't be, don't be stupid about right. it. Um, you know, do what you need to do, make adjustments in your life as you need to. But yeah, absolutely. And he we're, gives we're you the called. grace to do that. Like God, yeah. God leads you. Yeah. That's why it's important yeah. for you to hear God uh, as you're growing and maturing. That's why it's important to develop the relationship because it's not just, just to, you know, you might for a season kind of step back until you, you grow, until yeah. you understand things, until you work on your heart, you work on the things that you are, you know, dealing with. And then as you mature and as you grow, you know, you, you, you're able to take steps. You know, you are able to maybe go come back to certain relationships. And because they, we have to recognize that God wants us to be in relationship with others. And that does not mean just believers. 
it means like he places us in circles that we are meant to influence mm -hmm. there in, in places where we are meant to shine light to be in in position yeah. and 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 i think it's so important because sometimes we think that all believers have to just be you know closed up in the four walls of the of the church and we make that mistake like no the church all of us are the church and all of us should not be afraid to be in the right positioning so if i'm if i am a doctor you know and and i'm i'm a scientist like i should be confident in my beliefs and the things that god's teaching me and maturing me and still be able to be in my field confidently and able to do what he's called me to do mm -hmm. you know like it like i said at the very beginning everything in our life has a spiritual ramification yeah all of our lives have to do with the kingdom of god they have to do with spiritual things but if we have this mentality that oh because it's a spiritual issue it should only be right. relinquished to church or just it just has to do with you know worship yeah. the bible and this and that then we miss out in fully becoming who we are supposed to be yeah absolutely um just just the scripture kept popped into my head um psalm 1 it says blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful in verse 2 but his delight is in the law of the lord yeah and i just think that that's that that speaks to values so heavily right yeah. like by the way that doesn't mean uh, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly that's not that doesn't mean don't be friends with people exactly. that are ungodly it, mm -hmm. it, it doesn't mean don't be friends with people that are not saved it doesn't mean that at all it's like the counsel the the the, the 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 where do you get the wisdom and the direction from your life is it coming from ungodly sources and by the way Christians can give you some really ungodly oh, advice for sure. too. So let's not let's not over <laughs> over spiritualize that yes. and be religious with it. Um, but the but the point I wanted to get at was, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. What do you delight in? Yeah. You know, because that will tell you right there. You know, um, Matthew six twenty one, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, and, so where and, what yeah. do you value? What do you esteem? What do you consider to be worthy? What do you consider to be worth it? What's worth your time? What's worth your effort? What's what's worth you, you know, sowing your resources into? Yeah. What's worth you you giving your life for? You know, those things will begin to tell you, okay, these are the the, the values of my life and this is how, you know, I'm going to develop that. And um Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And it's you, and you, it's you so it. it's so it's so important that um the we have to understand the what the law of of God is because I think we mm -hmm. we can easily have a misunderstanding that the law of God means all the don'ts, all yeah, the regulations. Yeah. Thou shalt not. Yeah, that, thou shalt that, not. That, and, yeah. and 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 it's important that we, you know, I love how um, Psalm one nineteen says, you know, oh love, I love your law. I meditate in it day and night. Yeah. That that I may not sin against you. But they're like it. He, he, it is. There's this heart behind that scripture that says, "I meditate on your word because I want to know more of you. I want to understand you. Yeah. I want to have the right understanding." And it, it's it's not a, a heart of of like, "Oh, I meditate on it just because I don't want to mess up." Like no, and you know, and then you continue reading Psalm one nineteen, and it also says like. You know, your word makes me wiser than my enemies. It Come makes on. me wiser than my teachers. 
And like in him, in that meditation, in that understanding of what his word is, what the law is, that's where we find answers and direction and, and, and understanding and instruction and wisdom. But if we just think that the law is just this thing that is set in stone and it's it's like if I don't follow that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm missing out on him. Right. That is that is so dangerous and that mm-hmm. is so oh, like I can't even explain yeah. like like no, 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 please no. If that's what you think that the 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 word of God is, if you think that that's the law, then listen, you are looking at the words, but you're entirely forgetting the one who spoke the words. Mm-hmm. You're forgetting the relationship and the heart of the person who you are called to be in communion and in relationship with him. And it's so different when you, do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like, oh, it's written like this. I have to literally like follow it like this. And no, we, we think that way. And we have been maybe under the impression that that's how we should follow his direction. But God is, God gives you direction and he already knows where your character is and where your values are. Mm -hmm. So he leads you with all of those things and he's in the process of maturing you. Yeah. You know, so when um, situations come your way and where, where a crisis comes your way, that is an opportunity for God to grow more of his character in you instead of, you finding yourself in this position where like, oh, I gotta, I'm gonna lose my sanity. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, and, and we think that way when something comes against your values, yes, your values might be tested, but it's also an opportunity for you to mature in that value and for mm-hmm. you to grow more in the knowledge of him. It's Very not true. an attack. Into true. what you believe, but it's an opportunity yeah. to grow more. He, the, the scripture says, you know, he takes us from glory to glory. Yeah. He wants us to be in consistent growth and maturity yeah. and situations reveal yeah. where we are. Really they good. reveal when, when something, you know, like, I'm just still not sure about yeah. this. You know, I'm still not sure in my identity with him. I still think that. He'll give me something good and then take it away. Yeah. And he knows that. And he knows that because you believe that you're still like selling yourself short or you're not, you're, you're, you know, getting stuck from where he wants to take you. So he has to put that to the test. So, so he'll allow things to come to, to shine a light on those things. That so that really he good. can bring yeah. you into more maturity so that he can bring you into yeah. more confidence. And it's really necessary too, because yes. if not, then you might be, you're, you're gaining, you're taking the word in, you're being taught, you're receiving his instruction. You know, you're meditating on the word, you know, just doing the, the things that we do as believers. You're And, and it's forming who you are, yeah. right? It's, yeah. it's changing who you exactly. are. It's forming your belief system, your value system. Your convictions are get are getting more more and more defined, but until you have 
a conflict with it or until yeah, until you tested. have an opportunity yeah. yeah for it to be tested you don't really know the extent of what god has done in you and so it's necessary to go through those things and this sometimes even like if you if you fall down and you realize you know what this wasn't as strong in me as i thought it was because i sold it out quickly yeah. for something else then you then even that even yeah. that is a growing experience because you learn okay god well we have we have more to do here <laughs> i gotta get more of this book i gotta get more of your word i gotta get more of your truth on the inside of me you know yeah. and not in a, in, a, in a works kind of a way not in a way where you're supposed to feel bad or guilty <laughs> or anything like that no it's never that god never wants you to feel condemned there is no condemnation for those who are in christ yeah. jesus but it's like just the understanding of it and then okay lord show me show me what we need to do here or you know just continue to lead me continue to guide me um, when you, when you recognize that there may be some shortcomings in those areas, we all come face to face yeah. with our yeah. shortcomings and our insecurities and the areas where we're still doubting the areas where are, where we need a stronger, um, solidified belief in who right. God is, you know, yeah. so I might believe God really good at this point for some things, but then other things I might still really struggle in. Yeah. You know? And you're, and you're, you're always be growing. I think that I'm, I, I'm always, um, I'm a strong believer of this, that we're in the process and there's more grace available for us than we we actually think or understand. So when we become hard against ourselves to say, oh, I should have it all together. I should already know this. Right. Yeah. Like that is not the response of the father. Mm -hmm. The father knows where you are, that he knows your heart and he's never in a rush either to make you get it because he doesn't want you just to get it yeah he wants it to become live to you he wants it to become part of who you are like this is who i am this is it's not i don't do it just because this is part of who i am yeah like you, you know um i took my kids our kids my kids our kids to the park the other day and uh there's a sign there you know that says like Kids shouldn't do this. And then uh, my there was a few kids doing what the sign said not to do, right? So my oldest goes, it's like, ah, like, but the sign says don't do it. So why are they doing it? And I said, it's okay. Sometimes people see God, like, you know, rules or, or, or instructions, and they just don't want to follow them. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't know the reason. You know, maybe they haven't been taught to follow them. Maybe they have and they still choose not to. Because and some, I knew sometimes it's easy just to make a choice. And he, he made the statement. He's like, well, then what is the point to do right? Hmm. And something arced in me because I have a strong conviction that I don't care whether other people right. are doing it or not. I'm yeah. still going to do right because that's what God's called me to do. It's not called me to do what other people are doing. He's yeah. called me to do right. So when injustice has been done, then we're going to call for justice. You know, so I told him, I was like, it doesn't matter what other people do. You have to have the conviction and the value in your heart that you're going to do right, whether people are doing right or not. Now, I know that that's, that's sometimes difficult, but it shouldn't be difficult because if that's my value, that's yeah. what I value. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And I think even as parents, sometimes, you know, we have to help our children 
by, you know, when we discipline them, when we teach them something, not just simply say, well, because I said so. I mean, that's so easy, you know, and sometimes it flies out of my mouth a lot faster than I expect. And then I'm like, hold on. Like, and, you know, and I feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Like, that needs a little more explanation. Yeah. You can't just say that's because you, that's what you say. Right. Because then how is he going to know what values to live by if he's always being told what to do? Yeah. So that you know this is the same way in our relationship with god if i'm if i'm a believer but i'm always told oh god says not to do this god not says to do that but i don't develop a relationship where you know like sometimes it's okay to question what you're hearing you know sometimes it's okay to question and say well god i understand that but i'm not sure well why do i have to do that like can you show me show me in your word or show me how is that gonna like help me grow like mm -hmm. ultimately we are in a relationship with him so yeah. he is not in a rush just to tell you what you should and should not do yeah. and then he's gonna go busy yeah. get done stuff and like you know what i mean mm -hmm. like no he loves those teachable moments when we can come and like sometimes you know god asks you to do something um, you know, I remember when I was in Bible school, like God was dealing with something and he kept telling me like, well, just trust me about it. And yeah. I was like, well, but I do, but I do trust you. But I, I show, look at me, I'm doing the things that, 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 that show that I trust you, you know? And he kept, he kept saying to me, yeah, but do you really like your heart is still not trusting me? You're doing what it appears as trust, but you're still not trusting me. Yeah. You know, and I remember like I got to a point, I was really mad and oh, hold on because some people might say oh, you should get mad at God. No, I did. I got mad at God. I got attitude with God. God can handle it. And he can handle it, trust me. And you know, he, he was like, Well, okay, you don't wanna you don't wanna give it to me right now. It's okay. I have no problem. Let's keep on going. My only question is, do you want it your way or do you want it my way? And it wasn't an ultimatum, even though it might sound like an ultimatum, you know? And that just kept me thinking. I was like, well, I don't know. I need to think about it. <laughs> I really said that to God. I was like, well, I don't know. I want to think about it. Because right now my flesh and bones want to say, I want it my way because I want it done. I want to get it done. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think even God was surprised but, but, at that. He was just like, really, Denise? Really? <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, I know in my spirit that I wanted your way because I won your yeah, way, you know? Exactly. And sometimes our yeah. flesh and our spirit has a struggle where it's like, I still have not come to the understanding, but I want to come to the understanding. Yeah. So, you know, long story short, like, you know, I, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm going to let it go. And trust me, there were plenty of opportunities where I could have picked that back up and worry about it. Sure. And 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 there were times where I I was almost there, and then I was like, no, I said I was going to trust him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, um, I, I I I need to grow in that. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust him. And and sometimes it's a daily reminder, you know, of of that process of maturity and yeah. his character growing in you. And it's not you're not going to be a super Christian from night and day. And he's not expecting you to become yeah. like you know like. I don't know, like the MVP of Christianity. Like, no, he. <laughs> God's gift to Christians. <laughs> no, he he's in a relationship with you. He wants to bring you into maturity. 
your values are going to evolve and change as you grow more in the knowledge mm -hmm. and in the understanding of him. Yeah. And if people look at you funny because, you know, you're still not set on a specific value, don't worry about them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a process, right? For sure. <laughs> did we get to what we were supposed yeah, we to talk did. about? Yeah, we did. Well, let's, uh, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. But, okay. real, but real quick, um, maybe just let's just talk for a, a couple minutes on how do you develop values? Um, so, again, we're going to wrap this up, but what are your thoughts on that? And then um, well, maybe I'll share something. Yeah, a very, I think a very easy way to look, I have to look at values is to, to see what, um, what is true so values as of like you know some easy values i guess are like you know not to lie or not to not to not to steal or things like that you can use some of the scripture and and define that as values mm -hmm. you know um yeah. that's a i guess like an easy easy thing another way is like what 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 is valuable to you in terms of um I think just and unjust. That's that's a like a a good filter for values. You know, is this just or is this unjust? Mm -hmm. Does this line up with the word of God or does not line up with the word of God? And another thing that I like to think about when I'm looking at values is who is the benefiting? Mm -hmm. Because values are not for my benefit, even though they are. They actually are for the benefit of everybody. Mm -hmm. True. So if if a value is just for me, then I'm actually, um, what do you call it? It's not actually a value that I can share and that I can uh, live for. Mm -hmm. I'm just actually developing an opinion. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, so uh, values are not opinions. You know, values are, they're, they're my belief system. I believe that that Jesus died and, and, and was resurrected. Like, that's not a compromise. Nobody can come and tell me that that's not what happened. That's, it doesn't matter what, you know, mm -hmm. the world and nice or whatever. I have that conviction. I have yeah. that value. That's a value for me. Um, so I think you 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 have to your values are going to help you determine how do you want to live your life. Do you want to live your life um, based on what other people say that you should be? Then your values are always yeah. going to you know fluctuate and go up or down. Yeah. Or do you want to live your life based on your purpose, based on who you are actually supposed to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, for example, I have a friend that, um, you know, she, she believes, um, and she is, she's called to, she, um, she was going to do missions in Israel and some of the Middle Eastern countries, you know? So for example, for her it was like, I'm not going to pierce my ears. Um, because if I do that and if I go to the mission field, right. it's going to affect my ability to reach yes. a group of people, mm -hmm. you know, or, or. So now that was her value system to, mm -hmm. for her to say, I value the assignment that I have to the point that whatever I do in my life, That's I don't good. want it to uh, affect 
what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So um, I hope that helps in how to develop values. Yeah. You know? Um, and even even when you hear other people's opinions, it's good to say, okay, is this value a good value that I can apply to my life? Mm-hmm. My my dad always said this um, when, when we were growing up. Like, he would tell the stories of his, his adolescence, you know? And he um, he would say, like, you know, I would look at my friends that were a little bit older than me, and I would see the actions or the things that they would do, and then I would ask myself, do I want that in my life, mm-hmm. or do I want something else? And if I wanted something else, then I have to define that for myself and just say, no, this is what I want. So in order to get this, I need to not do this. Yeah. You know, and that takes a little bit of, of, of time and thinking. And I mean, right. ask God too. You know, like uh, when God shows you a picture of what your life needs to be or what the reality of your life, who you are meant to be and the things that you are called to do, that also will show you what your values should be. Yeah. You know? That's good. So if you don't have that picture clear, Mm -hmm. well, it's going to be hard for you to find certain values because you don't have clarity on that. Um, Because, you know, again, Paul says, you know, all things, I can do all things, but not all things are profitable. Mm -hmm. So just because I can do them doesn't mean I'm going to do them. Sure. If they don't profit anything in my life, then they're wasting, they're a waste of time. Yeah, they don't need to be there. They don't need to be there. They could be there. They could. But they don't need to be there. Exactly. Yeah, and I would just add to that that uh, you you can't really trick your value system. You know, you can't really <laughs> you could you could fake something for a little while, right? Yeah. And and so you could you could think you can have the idea that you want to act a certain way or that you want to do a certain thing, but ultimately it's what you value that's going to play out. And so if you recognize that there is something that, you know, it's something that you, you want to do, you know, better at or something like that, then just, I would, I would just encourage you just kind of like take a stock, take a personal inventory of, of where you are and ask yourself like, okay, what do I really value? And if we, you know, maybe just talking on a practical level, the way that you develop a belief is um, through repetition in terms of thinking about it you know, the way that you think about it. And so you might have, we all have beliefs that are wrong. Uh, We all have beliefs from things that maybe we grew up a certain way, or we were taught a certain thing, or we had enough experiences that eventually we had some beliefs developed on the inside of us that are not necessarily right. They're not necessarily godly, but they've, they've actually gotten into that place in our heart where they've sort of formed our system of thinking they've Mm -hmm. formed part of our belief system which means that they've become a part of our like operating system the the way that we do things on a on an even subconscious level Mm -hmm. you know that sort of autopilot i automatically am am drawn to this i'm automatically geared toward responding this way i'm automatically geared to these things all of that comes down to what's in your heart out of the heart flow the issues of life yeah, and so your belief system is formed over time. And so I relate that to values because values are really those sort of core key beliefs 
that are inside of you, those convictions, I think conviction would be another word for value, right? Mm -hmm. those, those things that have, uh, th that they really govern the way that you live and the way that you think and the way that you behave, the way you treat people, the way you make decisions, you know, all these things, they, they become the governing force of your life. Yeah. And the way that you change any belief that you've got inside of you that needs to change is to through, <laughs> this is going to maybe sound too simplistic, but through repetition, yeah. you can actually change a belief. So yeah. let's say my belief is that, um, I don't know, give me something. Um, yeah, well, I was going to say, for example, um, a value that is really important, like for me, is like family. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I know our lives could be very hectic. We sometimes mm -hmm. have really, really busy schedules. But I value family that I will purposely make time to make sure that at least we sit down and have a meal sitting with our children where we're actually talking to mm -hmm. to each other because I value family. That I will make sure that even like throughout the week, like I will actually purposely find time to sit down and play some board games with my kids. Mm -hmm. So where there's interaction and not just, you know, like the activities, because I value family yeah. and I want them to know that they are important, even mm -hmm. when we have hectic uh, yeah. schedules, you know, so yeah. so th that's like a value that is important for me. So I I have to make sure that I do something actively to keep on establishing that value. Mm -hmm. you know, when, yeah. when it's not easy to just do it right off the go, you know? Yeah. And that's good. Um, and I would say that I could definitely see that you do that. You, you make decisions. You'll, you'll even pull me, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll pull me, you'll be like, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? You know, or what are you doing Saturday? And, and we'll, you know, you'll, you'll sort of be real proactive in you know, making plans and stuff like that, because that is something that's important to you. So let's just say like, let's say that wasn't something that was a value for you. Mm -hmm. So you saw that maybe, you know, I know we should be doing more as a family, right? but uh, it's if it's not a value, mm -hmm. ultimately, things that are more valuable to you are going exactly. to trump that yeah. thing. Even though it's something that you know you should do, right. if it's not something that you value, there's a really good chance that, you know, especially when you get busy and there's pressure and things like that, that other things that my value for my work, my value for this project, my value for, you know, whatever, um, you know, maybe it's even more underlying than that, you know, my value for approval right. <laughs> from other people is going to trump this. And so I've got to yeah. spend more time working on these things that are going to help me get more approval than taking a break from that to spend some time with my family, right? So we can get real psychological on some of this stuff. But, but uh, I, I just want to follow your train of thought. Mm -hmm. So if, um, if the if the value is not there, there's a good chance that other things are going to end up occupying that space, right. and then you're going to get to the end of the week and be like, "Oh, I, I didn't yeah. do that again." Because you'll say, because you'll say, there. yeah, you'll say like, "Oh, well, yeah. we'll do it another day." Oh, we didn't do it today. Yeah. Oh, we'll do it another day. And this is just and an then example. You'll just keep like pushing it, yeah. pushing it until it's like it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Exactly, out of sight, out of mind. That's so key. So the way that you can really or the the, the biggest way that I've seen this actually work when it comes to developing a new belief or a new value on the inside of you that you can actually then live your life from is bring it insight in mind, yeah. right? So it's through that process of, of repetition. So 
when it comes to, I mean, we're talking about something that's kind of like natural, kind of practical, but if we wanted to, we could still find stuff in the word oh, of yeah. God about family, exactly. spending time with family. Yep. God takes the lonely and he puts them in yep. families. We can look at the value system of the kingdom that would show us the need for this. And we can get like a, a couple of scripture verses or a couple of promises from the Bible that, that talk about that. And we can begin to just kind of keep that a little bit more in front of us, meditate on it. You know, that's yeah. what meditation is. It's to think over something over and over again. So instead of me, you know, then focusing my time on the thing that tends to occupy that space unexpectedly, then I just, I, I, I just become a little bit more conscious. I use my conscious mind to train my subconscious mind. So I use my conscious mind to start thinking about, okay, this is, this is the thing that God is calling us to do. So how can we make it happen? You know, I love, um, uh, oh man, I, I can't even remember. It's Proverbs 18, three, it's Proverbs something three. Anyway, it's uh, <laughs> commit your works to the oh, Lord and your yeah, thoughts, thoughts will be established. And sometimes it's a matter of like, really, this might sound too practical, but sometimes it's a matter of just like doing the thing. Like, I'm just going to purposely yeah, not, like, like, unless yeah, you use a different I'm going to do it. Yeah. And then it's going to, uh, uh, eventually it's going to become, um, something that becomes habitual yeah you know? like time my time yeah. if i value my time then um I, i'm not going to what do you what's the word i forgot the word we use it a lot <laughs> what is the word dilly i dally. forgot it no well kind of dilly dally it was but, 16 but three, um by the way anyway i'm not going to procrastinate Okay. Because procrastinate takes away my time. Yeah. That steals my time from actually using my time effectively, you know. So I can look at things like, well, what makes me procrastinate? Oh, well, you know, like sometimes, you know, if I have my phone everywhere I go, then I can easily get distracted by TikTok or I can get distracted by Facebook or I can get distracted by YouTube or my text messages or anything. And if it's a time that like, like, for example, for me, I value my time and I value the things that I'm doing to the point that there are times where I, I leave my phone on purpose in my room. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to go do something, I'm going to, if I need to go write a chapter for a book, or if I have to go do the laundry and, and, uh, and like, I know this is very practical, just homey stuff with my kids. You know, like I will leave my phone in mm -hmm. my room where it's out of sight, out of my mind, you know, and then I go and I'll take care of whatever needs to be taken care of because I would actually finish that task better if I right. have that, if I'm, I don't have that distraction and it's going to take me a lot longer yep. if I have that distraction with me because my fingers have this uh, anxiety separation yeah, of the phone sure. sometimes, you know, like I feel like I need to be like, typing. I need to be holding even, something on my it's phone. Subconscious. It's subconscious. Yeah. It's like, so, oh, let me see what's so up. yeah. And see then there are, there, there are times that like, that like I will leave my phone to the point that like, I'm, you know, focused on what I'm doing. And then I'll come back and be like, Oh, I need my phone because I actually need to do something with it now. But if I, stop and look at it. I actually my time was more productive because I wasn't interrupted because I That's wasn't good. distracted because I wasn't procrastinating and starting my task yeah. because I was distracted. So 
the things that we value, you know, like I value, I value my, my, my body, my image. So because I value my image, I bathe, I make sure that I'm clean. Like, you know, I mean, I'm talking, this is very practical, but I make time to do that because if I don't value that, then my, I'll have poor presentation, you know, and that's not good for me and not good for other people. You know, like who want to listen to someone who looks like a hobo? Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not trying to put that hobo. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I have to. I have to. I have to value that. Like, if I value those things, I'm. I make. I will purposely put them as important. Yeah. Like I. I value. Um, the reason why I was bringing up this whole thing of family is because, you know, I mean, nowadays we can have family time, well, but everybody's on their own device. And that is actually not family time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just because we're all sitting together doesn't mean that we're actually having family time, interacting with each other. If we're all actually in our devices and the kids are watching TV and I'm doing this, yeah, that's not sure. family time. And I mean, you and I have had this conversation where, you know, we value our marriage to the point that we make time throughout the week to spend time together to yeah. go out eat together and have actually have conversation and during those times we even tell each other don't look at your phone put your phone in the stack so that, so wait real quick this is really good because we're supposed to be ending but this is this is really good because <laughs> not all of your values that you're gonna that you develop are necessarily quote-unquote spiritual things yeah. like i value time with my kids i value time with my spouse i value my marriage so I value my marriage. So, what do I? What? What? What's the result of that? What is the, where the you know, put my money where my mouth is kind of yeah. thing. Like, if I really value that, then what are the results of that? What am I doing to demonstrate the fact that I value that? And if I'm not, if like I never do anything that demonstrates it, then I probably need to reevaluate. Do I actually value this, yeah. or do I just want to value this? Yeah. Do I think I value this? Do I say I value this because I know that I'm supposed to? value this right, <laughs> you know exactly. so you know again where your treasure is there your heart will be also you you will always put your resources into those things that 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 reflect value within you you know you'll mm -hmm. always go after on on you know in one way or another you'll always yes. go after the things that matter to you the most yeah you know yeah. so i value other other people's you know i value people to the level of excellence i value my job, even, you know, even if it's not like the job of my dreams at this moment, mm -hmm. and it's just temporary, but I value yeah. it enough that when I'm at work, my mind is engaged at work. You know, That's I'm good. doing what I'm supposed to be doing there at work. I'm, You're present. You know, I'm present. I'm attentive. If my, my boss tells me to do something, I give my boss respect, whether I like or dislike whether he said it tenderly or lovingly or not, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, still, I'm not, it's not an yeah. emotional reaction. It's a value that I have. I value what I'm doing and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm going to give you my best while I'm here. I'm not going to be mediocre. Yeah. I'm going to give you my best. So if I come to work for four hours, I'm going to do my best during those four hours because that's my value. I value that. Yeah. And it's so important that we we have those things and that we also exemplify that as believers because we have a generation coming up behind us that needs to have that because unfortunately a lot of values 
have been kind of like erased, like the lines sure. have been blurred. For sure. And we need to help them see and understand why these values are important. Why am I good at my job? Why wh or why do I care to be present on my on my job? Because I recognize what the favor and I recognize that God placed me there. Mm -hmm. And if God placed yeah. me there, he put me there for a reason. Yeah. And that is important. And that's something spiritual, but yet it's also something very practical. So I'm not trying to, you know, get out of work or call out of work right. or do this right. or do. Right. No, because right. it reflects the character of Christ in me. Well, it reflects that I am trustworthy, that if I say I'm going to do something, I'm actually going to do it. Hmm. That is the character of God in me. That's good. So our values are so important and um, and just always looking back at like, okay, God, like what what is important to you? Because it all lines up to that. It's all in line of who he has called us to be. What is our purpose? If we live our life with purpose, then we can actually mo be, be mostly sat we fully satisfied. We will be satisfied <laughs> because, our purpose does not come from the things that we do, but from who we are yeah. as we do these things. Mm -hmm. And that is so that is so key because that keeps you from frustration, from burnout. It keeps you from uh, resentment because you understand, hey, this is this is temporary. Yeah. This the, I'm 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 on I'm on an adventure, and this is just one step of the adventure. So. I'm going to give give it the best. I'm going to do the best. That you know, I'm going to be be flexible, deal with whatever needs to be dealt with. Because ultimately, when I see my father face to face, I want to know that I I I did what I the best, and yeah. that I didn't just like squander it either. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that that it, it was worth it because yeah. it's going to be worth it at the end. It's good. Well, we got to get out of here. <laughs> so thanks for filling in, oh, Denise. No. You're welcome. Thanks for doing this. Always I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy Thank it? You. Yeah. Did you have fun? I hope everybody enjoyed um, our talk and it wasn't like, oh, they were everywhere, whatever. I hope there was a blessing to someone. Yeah. We've got a really awesome show coming up on Monday. I think on Monday it's going to be uh, 6 p.m. Central Time. So a little bit different time schedule than what I than what I normally do, but you're definitely going to want to tune into that. It's going to be awesome. And uh, my guests for today, we'll uh, we'll get them rescheduled for yes. maybe sometime next yes. month or That'll something like that. So stay tuned for that too. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have not subscribed yet to Real Live Talk, <laughs> you can do that. Uh, you, if you're listening on any one of the podcast platforms. Subscribe. I'd love it if you subscribed. If this um, episode or any past episodes have blessed you, ministered to you, added any kind of value to your day, I really appreciate it if you'd subscribe. You can also share it with somebody. That would help me out a lot. And uh, leave a review. If you're listening on Apple or somewhere there, where they allow oh, you to yeah. leave a review, a five-star review or, you know, even a, <laughs> any kind of review, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it. So thank you all so much. You can also check these out at um, at DK Lamastra on Facebook. If you give me a follow there, you'll always get notified of future live events. And we do these every Monday and Thursday. So anyway, love y'all. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Have an awesome day.